Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. I'm Kate Norris. I'm Thomas Craft. And we're here to help you plan, design, and deliver your best presentation. Welcome, bosses, to episode 69 of the Presentation Boss Podcast. Remember a couple of episodes ago, Kate, you asked me if 66 was like my favorite number in the 60s? And you said it was 64. Excellent. What are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about not PowerPoint, but we are talking about slides and presentation software. Yeah. So one of the discussions that we have with people a fair bit is around the presentation software that they use and that we use. And obviously you've heard us talking about PowerPoint. Thomas loves PowerPoint. I tolerate it. (laughs) (laughs) But there are a lot of options out there. So today we thought that we would have a look at the other software options that are available, look at what's great about them, what's not so great. And then we will have a quick chat about PowerPoint and any holes that it has and any holes that it fills of other programs as well. And normally when we are talking about PowerPoint, we do kind of just mean any slide software. PowerPoint's just a little bit of a nice uh, shortcut term because it's kind of the industry standard. We all know what we're talking about. All the software to some extent does do the same thing. So yeah, let's today talk about the details of that. That's it. So this is actually going to be a two-part episode. Next discussion episode, we're going to be talking about PowerPoint alternatives that are not software. So today we are just focusing on the software options. So the way I think about presentation software is there's five big players in the game. Um, There's actually countless sort of options out there. And we'll talk about those a little bit. But I really want to talk about the four big presentation software alternatives to PowerPoint in detail. The four that are probably most used, most considered and most accessible. Let's start with Prezi. This is one that I saw years ago. I was super impressed with it when I first saw it around 2012-ish, I think. It's been around quite a while, yeah. Yeah. Prezi, I think, is often touted as the first port of call if people are looking for an alternative to PowerPoint and sort of the idea of slides as all. And indeed, Prezi's own copy does talk about not just being an alternative to PowerPoint, but being an alternative to slides as you know them. Just this year, I was working with a coaching one-on-one client and he was having some issues with making his PowerPoints look good, Mm. which is not an uncommon problem for, you know, the people that we work with. And I had a conversation with him. He said, look, PowerPoint's kind of just not working for us. Uh, We're thinking about moving to Prezi because we've heard good things about it and, you know, it'll make our presentations look better. And, And we had a quick conversation there and we kind of... I got out of him that, yeah, he'd heard good things about Prezi. It's sort of the first stop alternative that you hear a bit about and I ended up talking him back into um, the Microsoft product anyway. But we do hear this same conversation quite a bit that we don't like PowerPoint. So we're going to move to Prezi. Let's talk about what Prezi actually is. What makes it different or theoretically better than PowerPoint or that move away? The whole idea of Prezi is rather than looking like slide one, slide two, slide three, as you click through a linear progression of a presentation, is it's meant to look like you've got, if you can imagine just like a really big canvas and you sort of will pan across that canvas to sections that you have designed sort of on this one big page and zoom in so you can get a little bit more detail into certain aspects. So it's a little bit more two-dimensional rather than one-dimensional. The idea is that, yeah, it's non-linear. Okay. So I've not actually used it. I've only ever seen it used Mm. and I've only ever seen it done with text and it was done quite nicely. Actually, it was like a big mind map and you have like your center one and then you zoom out to this next section like a mind map. Yeah, exactly that. Can you put pictures in it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
yeah, you can put pictures in there. It's actually really good for, yeah, pictures and infographics and that sort of thing. Right. Prezi is biased, I believe, towards being extremely visual. And I think you need a presentation that really lends itself to having those visuals rather than, you know, as you say, the text-based slides, that Mm. text-based approach. And I think that is actually the strength of Prezi. Other than that non-linear presentation, like you say... I really like that. You can probably picture that a bit better if you've got a mind map and we sort of start in the center and we can zoom out, see the whole mind map. We can zoom in up to that idea and zoom yeah. in on those sub points. I would call it almost a visual experience. I'm sure that's how Prezi would like to uh, yeah. <laughs> market it. Yeah. But yeah, really good for being visual. You can zoom out, see big picture. You can zoom in, see the smaller details. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, with, with PowerPoint, you can, you can have a clicker and you've just got one button, next mm. slide or back a slide if you get lost prezi you can actually do the point and click thing so you can actually like have a mouse and yeah quite two-dimensional yep okay so this is sounding pretty good then what are the cons with prezi there's three things that i think let prezi down um depending on what it is that you're doing and we'll talk about this with all these all these software options each one has its own place right um prezi i think you need to have a presentation that is very visual Mm -hmm. that has some sort of mind map thing going on or something that has that has really that need for the visuals and a need for something to be non-linear. So even if it's something that's maybe a little bit more discussion-based where you're not sure the direction that it's going to go, could be perfectly suited for that. Cool. I think that Prezi is a bit of a pain to use. I've found it to be quite difficult and quite time-consuming. So if you've got a presentation that you're kind of giving monthly, like a pretty standard update, you wouldn't necessarily sync the time into it? Yeah, if you're giving like a once-off presentation or something, yeah, no. Again, if this is like a presentation you're going to give over and over again, you can and you can invest the time and the effort into making a Prezi look good. And by that, I mean, it's really easy to make do a Prezi quickly and it just looks like slides. Mm-hmm. But to make it uh, look like the full, the full capability that it has, very intensive. Yeah. So you do it for something that was really high stakes, really big. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Yeah. And the third thing I think is from an audience perspective, I think the presentation, I've heard it described as nauseating. I have but, seen But that. because it's very movementy, like if you're zooming in, zooming out, panning over there, zooming, panning, it's a lot of movement going on and it can be easy to get lost. It can be very movementy bordering on nauseating, according to some articles I've read and people I've spoken to. Uh, And it does require, if you've moved away from that slide after slide after slide approach, it is going to require you to have a mouse to point and click rather than just slide up, slide down. Mm -hmm. So those are the three things. So I think if you've got a high stakes presentation, you're maybe going to give it a couple of times and the presentation very much lends itself to this mind map or very visual experience. Prezi could absolutely be an option. And I believe that you can do some pretty basic stuff in there for free without paying for a subscription. So we've rated all of the programs that we're talking about today by three criteria. We're just giving them a low, medium, high in each. And the three criteria that we're going to use today are the ease of use, so how easy it is to actually use the program, the features and the flexibility, so the things, the options that you actually have within the program. And the third is how good the final product is can look reasonably easy. So for each of those criteria, we'll rate them low, medium, high. Super simple. Let's talk about Prezi. Ease of use. I'm going to rate it a low. I actually think it's pretty difficult to get your head around Prezi. Okay. The features and the flexibility. 
I think that's a medium. There's a lot of things that are missing with Prezi because it's so different to a lot of other presentation software. Uh, but it's it, it does do that, the panning, zooming, two-dimensional thing really quite well. And then the final product, how good it looks? Hi. A Prezi done exceptionally well. Somebody who's poured in the time, the effort, and knows what they're doing, you can have a beautiful final product. Excellent. Moving on to Keynote which I believe in a nutshell is the Mac version of PowerPoint. Is that correct? Yep. That's all we need to say about Keynote. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly that. Keynote is just the Apple version of PowerPoint. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So if you go out and you buy yourself a Mac of any sort, Keynote, I believe, comes on it. And I believe Keynote actually came first. I think it was the first sort of presentation software. Really? Yeah, I'm sure like some nerd uh, will let us know if I'm wrong on that. Uh, And for a long time, it was well known that Keynote was better featured than PowerPoint. There you go. Yeah. So does it do anything better than PowerPoint? You know, I don't believe it does. And don't get me wrong, I'm not a Mac user, I'm a PC user. Um, I'm also an Android user for what it's worth. Sensing some bias here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, but you know, like you, you, I end up talking to people who will design in Keynote as well if they work across both um, platforms. Arguably, Keynote is a little bit more visual and does have some options for some smoother like animations. I think they have a few more options for the animations and transitions. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, by all accounts, I've heard that Keynote is just the free on your Mac version of PowerPoint. It makes your slides and it can look good. So would you say they're pretty comparable, really? Yeah, that's my yeah. absolute understanding. And, you know, sometimes we get the, um, <laughs> we, we get people who say, oh, we want to move away from PowerPoint and maybe into Keynote uh, because we really like how Steve Jobs used to present. We really liked his visuals. And it's like, you can, you can do exactly that in any software. They're mm. really simple uh, presentations. What I will say is I don't believe you can get Keynote to run on a PC, but you can get PowerPoint to run on, there's a Mac version. Mm. So for what it's worth. But hey, look, if, you, if you're buying a Mac, or you're in an Apple ecosystem with your tech, then Keynote would be the, the way to go there. And are there any particular cons or downsides to Keynote? Uh, it's just two that I can see. Uh, like I said, the first one is Keynote used to be known as being just generally better than the Microsoft option. But in recent years, it's getting updated way less. Since the Office 365, which is now Microsoft 365, mm-hmm. um, subscription thing came out, Obviously, Microsoft have the revenue coming in from those subscriptions to keep their product updated. And so Keynote, because it comes out free as part of the Mac thing, it's not updated as much and has sort of fallen behind. So it's updated less and it's probably not quite as powerful. The second thing is if you're somebody like me who is has only ever really used PC, it's going to be entirely different navigation. So if you're sitting there thinking, we want to move away from PowerPoint, maybe we'll try Keynote. You're about to learn a whole new interface. You're about to learn the Apple interface, which is going to be quite a steep learning curve. Having said that, like I said, it comes free on your Mac. If you're an Apple user, Keynote's there free. It's going to work for you. Yeah, it's going to do yeah. exactly what you need for making slides. Let's rate it then according to our criteria. Yep. Let's start with the ease of use. I'm going to rate it high, uh, probably quite intuitive. If you're a Mac user. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Like we just talked about. If you're somebody like me, it's going to be a bit lower than that. Yep. Features and flexibility. High. I mean, it does what you expect presentation software to do. Yep. And then how good the final product can look? Uh, Medium. And the reason we give it medium is like these mainstream uh, slide design software. If you pour the time and the effort and the planning in, it can look really good. If you want to do death by bullet points, you can do that as well. So it can look really good. 
it can look pretty poor. So we'll give that a medium. I feel like that really comes down to the skill of the designer. Is that correct? Yeah. Number three, let's talk about Google Slides. Tell me about Google Slides. Yeah, this is a part of the Google package, right? And I'm going to say that Google Slides has probably, as far as I'm aware, overtaken Keynote for how much it's being used in the world. Right. I think it's probably used you know, second only to PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Do you know I've never used Google Slides? Yeah, really? Hmm. But also I dislike all of the Google package. Mm, interesting. Google Docs, Google, what's the Excel one? Sheets. Sheets, yeah. Yeah. We've used Google Forms a fair bit and we like that. Yes, only because I don't know the Microsoft equivalent. But I'm a bit of a Microsoft fan, so that's probably not surprising. So tell me why Google Slides is good, though. Funny you should say that, because like, I've used Google Slides. You jump in, have a play around, use it for personal mm. use, that sort of thing. But we've never had a client ask us for working Google Slides, no. have we? No. Yeah. So the Google option, the big thing that Google go for uh, is that A, it's accessible online, and B, that it's infinitely collaboration focused so it's accessible online which means you know any browser you can jump in and create your slides um and they have like some templates and some sort of starting culture in there for a whole lot of um, decks that you can use and it's collaboration focused so kind of like google uh, google docs and sheets you can jump in you can have two people editing or a group editing at the same time to yeah. have some sort of collaboration focus there i feel like if there was somebody else in there fiddling with my slide while i was trying to design it, it would annoy me no end but sometimes presentations are not the only use for using presentation software you can use it to design other things mind map stuff whatever right yeah um and the other big thing of course is that it's free i think it's free if you have a gmail account probably you need to have a gmail account which is also free so it's not hard right um so yeah i find that yeah google slides it, it i think it's almost exactly what you would expect from a free google product which is that it's not super featured mm. but being that it's a google product you know that it will work you know that it will be yeah. decent to use and that it's going to give you slides as you would expect to sort of just be able to create slides. Um, there are people I know who use it because of how you can present online with Google Slides. Mm-hmm. I've personally not found that to be better or worse than some of the other options. But you know what? Like some people love the Google products, just not you. So yeah. you, can, you can find it out in the comments below. Uh, but <laughs> for people who love Google products and maybe are already using, you know, the calendar and sheets and the surveys and all that, Google Slides could absolutely be perfect for you and super intuitive and will do exactly what you expect it to. My understanding there would be like, I'm a big Google user. I use calendar and all of that, but I'm also, I use a lot of the Excel and the word features. And I just find that the Google equivalent doesn't have half of the features. I really struggle with the lack of features in those other products. Therefore, my understanding would be that slides would be the same. I mean, so if you use a lot of the features that PowerPoint offers, slides, I imagine, and I don't know this for a fact, but I imagine that slides would not have every single feature that you may be after. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, a free product, right? Yeah, so less for the purists, because I would say that I'm a bit of an Excel and a Word purist. (laughs) And you're a bit of a PowerPoint purist. And there's a a lot of those type of people out there. Yeah, we're probably a little bit more, I mean, I'm probably a little bit more hardcore into designing rather than I want to quickly knock up a, something that just looks good. Like I will put mm. the time and the effort in to utilize a lot of those features, right? Yeah. That, that maybe not everyone does. Like I don't use all the features in Excel because I don't know it that well, but you do, mm. right? I think with the Google Slides, like I said, it has some starter culture, has some templates and some themes in there that you can use. Mm-hmm. I find that you can edit those to an extent, 
But as you try to do sort of too much, or as I try to do too much with it, it kind of, for whatever the word, breaks it. It gets a bit overwhelming to sort of stay really in control if you're after specific you know, control and detail and... So super customization, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it falls down in that category. Okay. The other thing which may or may not be important is, of course, it requires internet to use. So mm-hmm. you could sit on a plane and edit a PowerPoint or something, but you can't do that with a Google slide. You need the internet connection. Ah, that's good to know because I... Th- well, I mean, not right now, but, you know... Nobody's often, flying, yeah. Yeah, but often we do hear about people who do those sorts of things in a plane and internet access is pretty imperative. Yeah, if you're offline, it's not going to happen for you. Which also means you need an internet connection to present, which can be scary in some venues that, you know, unreliable Wi-Fi or unreliable mobile data, whatever it might be. Yeah, okay. All right, then let's go down to our three criteria. First one, Google Slides, ease of use. I'm going to rate it a medium. Uh, you probably have a little bit better time of it if you're more used to the Google products. Mm-hmm. Features and flexibility. Again, medium, like I said, it's you can sort of break those themes and stuff and it's a bit overwhelming uh, and it's, I think, needing the internet to use it and to present is a bit of a letdown. And then the third criteria, the final product, how good it looks? I'm going to rate this a medium. Uh, they have some templates and stuff there which look uh, simple and um, professional, but you would have to apply some pretty decent design skill to get it looking better than like good. To get any sort of wow response, yep. Yeah. So then the fourth and final option that we'll talk about as an alternative to PowerPoint is Canva. Which everybody outside of Australia always reminds us is Australian. And so we're a little bit excited there, yeah. Now, I actually really love Canva. This is my program of choice outside of PowerPoint when you're not doing my PowerPoints for me. (laughs) I, I actually really like it. I only have the free version. And I think that slides can look pretty damn good pretty easily. You want to know a secret, Kate? Mm. I only have the free version too. Really? And the reason is sometimes we're helping people use Canva and they don't necessarily have a paid version either. So I like to know how to use Canva on the free service, which... Uh, it does like everything anyway, except for a few of the like technical um, download options and stuff like that. It does everything on the free version. So yeah, I like make sure I know how to use it. So I'm not telling somebody that, oh, you can do this thing. And that's like, oh, you can't because you haven't paid the money. So I only have a free version too. There you go. I thought you had a paid. Well, that's, that's exciting actually. But you, you're completely right. It's very easy to get good looking slides and that's Canvas. That was their whole shtick when they got started. Um, And they started with like document design and that sort of thing. The Canva presentations is only relatively new the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. But their whole thing was how can we help people to make well-designed looking stuff quickly? Yeah. And as someone who's not a designer myself, I struggle with that design side. So for me, it works really well. Whereas like the Prezi and even PowerPoint for me, I find it difficult to make things look really good. Whereas Canva gives you some really beautiful templates. So I I really like it. The amount of times I've gone to Canva to look at some templates or I say to people, if you're struggling, go to Canva and look at some templates just as inspiration because they've got, man, I don't know how many like how many like templates for whole presentations they have there and just some sort of design inspiration, just go there and check it out. And even if you want to recreate that in, you know, PowerPoint or Keynote or Google. Yeah. Now in saying that, like Canva has some huge pros, but I think it's also lacking quite a bit of stuff. 
Now, I use Canva when I run webinars and those sorts of things because I think when you need a simple slide design to do one specific job, it works really, really well. But there's quite a lot of things that I know that it lacks. So let's talk about the things that it does do really well. Hmm. Um, I think I think the the most important thing there is that it is really easy to use Canva to get started and get something looking good. If you've got your presentation ready to go and you just need to get some visual stuff happening, mm-hmm. you can jump into Canva. And like you said, for, for webinar, whatever it is, you can really quickly have something that just looks good because it's kind of half designed for you with those templates and yeah. what they have access to. They have an entire stock imagery library there with, you know, photos, uh, animation, like GIFs and moving stuff, shapes, icons, although they have a fantastic library that's right there. A lot of it's available on the free version and you can just pay like per image or whatever if you want to use um, the premium content or you just pay for the subscription. But like I said, I'm not on the paid version, so I just use what's available for free or you can drag and drop your own stuff in. Mm-hmm. A lot of those templates there, they look very designed and there's quite a few different feels there, you know, professional stuff and... Quirky stuff. Yeah, quirky stuff. A lot of it does look quite uh, artsy, a little bit sort of um, hipster, a bit Instagram worthy. Like, it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which may or may not be your thing. Um, some of the stuff in there looks quite minimalist and simplistic, and I tend to use those a little bit more because that's a bit more my style. But they do have stuff in there that's a bit more artsy. So there's a nice range yeah, in there. Yeah, I like the quirky stuff, so yeah. I use the kind of more bright, outgoing templates, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And of course, those templates, you can always like change your colors. Oh, there's one I use, which is very black and orange. And I change it to like the presentation boss teal and um, darker teal. (laughs) Yep. And the reason we use it for webinars, Kate, is? I really like the online presenting function. Yep. Because when you're using Zoom, it pops up in a separate window when you go to share your screen. And you don't have to look at that window necessarily. You can just look at your presenter's view. Whereas with PowerPoint, I find the presenter view just a little bit harder to use with Zoom. So if you're using online presenting, which, you know, obviously a lot of people are at the moment, I find this just beautiful and easier to use. Yeah, absolutely. In saying all of this, because we're really loved on Canva here. I really do love it. There is quite a few things that it does lack. And let's stay on this presenter view for the moment. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like in PowerPoint, each slide, you can have a different transition. You can have the choice of like... 11 billion transitions. Canva's got a about choice. 30. Yeah, okay. Canva's got a choice of about six, and you can only have one for the entire deck. Yeah, and there's no animations. You can't have objects on an individual slide pop up at different times. So you yeah. can't, like, you know, drip feed data into your graphs or something. Yeah. So for me, this was definitely a bit of a thing, whereas in PowerPoint, you can animate objects in. So with Canva, if you're trying to present data, um, especially kind of one of the ways that I teach, which is this drip feeding method, that took a little bit of fiddling around in Excel and then transporting it into Canva. So it just required that extra little bit of knowledge and step that might just be a little bit extra effort and a little bit more technically difficult if you're not completely used to it yet and used to that data presentation method. And on that as well, the graphing function and the table function is pretty limited, pretty minimal. So I wouldn't recommend it if you are doing much data. I use it, and like I said, kind of just kind of hacked it a little bit. <laughs> but if that's what you're mostly presenting, I actually would not recommend Canva. In saying that, great for using as um, inspiration rather than actually using the, the template straight. 
There's just a couple of other things it's missing. Canva does not support audio or video at all. I think video in any slide is uh, dangerous anyway, but there's no audio, no video option even in Canva. And like we've talked about the templates a lot because that's definitely one of the strengths here of Canva. I will say there's no option for a blank presentation. Mm. So what you've got to do there is just like find some template and then just delete the template off it and you're back to something blank. Um, but you're kind of forced to start with a template. Mm-hmm. I do That's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think a bit like Google Slides, it can be difficult if you're really interested in the nitty gritty uh, being super specific customization and being really in control of that design. Again, because they give most of it to you and you just sort of insert what you need and it just kind of looks good. So these templates, I do find they bias towards a bit too much text sort of for what I would recommend. I would hope if you're using Canva, you insert a bit more images than some of those templates do provide. The other thing as well, if we're talking about the customization is... There is some limited sort of font and image options, like it does only have um, these particular fonts available. So like, so one of the fonts we use as part of the Presentation Boss brand is Kandara. It's not available in Canva, which means if it was super important to us to have the exact right font, we'd have to do something a little bit different there. So you've just got the fonts that are available. Again, having said that, if you don't have a really strict brand manual and you just want it to look good, there's some, there's a huge range of fonts in there. Yeah, some of them are really beautiful and and yeah, depends how strict you need to be with your branding manual. Kandara that we use is pretty standard. It's a pretty standard sans font so we can find alternatives. A lookalike. Yeah, whereas not every brand font will have a suitable lookalike. All right, so let's, let's talk about how we rate Canva on those three criteria. I want to do it. <laughs> okay. All right, so tell us about ease of use, Kate. I'm going to put it as a high. Absolutely to validate my choices here (laughs) well it's just it's very point and click drag and drop and it's half done for you the features medium i almost want to say low but it does have some good features you really don't like the lack of transitions and animations hey yeah it really niggles me and again for the work that i do the data stuff i find it really lacking there but not that many people do that so you know, I don't find myself looking for those things when I'm doing like my webinars, but I'm not presenting yeah. data in mine. So, and does it look good? Yeah, I'm going to give it a high for that. I think that's the biggest strength of Canva is just how beautiful things can look and super snazzy designed from the get go. Yeah. And I'll validate all of that. I don't need your permission to rate my. <laughs> <laughs> so we spent this episode talking about moving away from PowerPoint, but I feel like we should just touch on what PowerPoint does do really well. And what you're moving away from potentially. Yeah. So I think there's a reason PowerPoint gets used as interchangeably for slide software. And that is because it's the industry standard. Mm. You're going to find the most compatibility out there for it. You're going to find the most support online for it. I think you're just going to find that it's the easiest to use and to get used to. And to improve your skills and make better decks moving forwards. I believe PowerPoint does everything that these other programs we've talked about do. And in most cases, does it better. I find that Microsoft really have their ear to the ground and are looking at what other companies and programs are doing and then recreate it themselves. So if we talk about Prezi with their pan and zoom technique, a couple of years ago, Microsoft brought in their morph animation, which kind of does the same thing now. Mm. 
And I know that as part of the Microsoft PowerPoint developers like KPIs, they have to implement changes every 30 days, I think it is. It's something like that that ensures that there is constant improvement and update and they've got feedback coming back to them all the time and they are always looking to make improvements. It's not just, you know, every couple of years an update gets done. It's every 30 days things get improved. Yeah, and it's included in the Office 365, Microsoft 365 package, which means... And you're paying a subscription for that so that it's kept up to date. Yeah. Always uh, improving, being made easier. That's what you pay a subscription for, right? Yeah. I mean, definitely it's lacking like the collaboration thing that we talked about. Google Slides does really well. It's lacking maybe some of the super snazzy designs that Canva does well. Yeah. But again, having said that, Microsoft brought out their designer, which is as you start dragging and dropping things into your slides, it does have the AI sitting there that can help you along. You're mm. right. I don't think it's as good as Canva. Certainly not immediately as good as Canva. I think it's not as funky as Canva. Yeah, agreed. If you're already working in Microsoft 365, you're used to Word and Excel and um, Outlook, you can have quite an intuitive time using PowerPoint. So I think if you're using Excel, Word, Outlook, and then you have to move to using presentation design software, and then you're suddenly scooting over to, say, Google or uh, Prezi, you've kind of got this whole different interface that you now have to deal with. I also find two other things that are getting quite nerdy. It does have some extra add-ins that you can like buy or download and stuff for like the really hardcore designer. Again, I have played with some, but I don't use them because when I teach PowerPoint, I want to show people how to use just like the native PowerPoint in the office. How can you quickly do it? And I find myself using PowerPoint so much for work that is not necessarily presentations. How do you mean? Things like image editing, document design, um, mind mapping, yeah, right. outlining of stuff. Like it's it's kind of just this nice blank design canvas. Yep. Which I think brings me to one of my first one of the first difficulties I find with PowerPoint is if you're the type of person who opens a blank screen and doesn't know where to start. Me. Yeah. PowerPoint's really difficult because yeah. you start with. I mean, once you get rid of that click to insert slide awful text box that's a default, you've just got a blank canvas. So unless you know what you're trying to create or what you're trying to, uh, where to start, it can be really difficult. Mm. And that, that awful text box that comes up when you first open a slide, I think PowerPoint does set us up for failure, which is, you know, click to insert your text and it's got the automatic dot points. Like I think it sets us up for failure immediately. Pushes you towards bullet points. Yeah, yeah, right. And even when I see a lot of companies that have like standard templates from their marketing department, often it's the same thing just with like the colorful header on the slide. So Mm. it can be really difficult to get away from that culture with PowerPoint. And that's really what I believe people are trying to get away from with PowerPoint and why we're having this whole discussion in the first place. It's not that PowerPoint's necessarily bad. Like I said, it's the industry standard. It does a lot of the stuff that these other programs do often better, but because there's not the education behind it around how to use slide presentation software, whether it's PowerPoint, Keynote, Prezi, Canva, Google Slides, it doesn't matter. If there's no education around how to use that, you're going to end up with slide after slide of black text on a white background, bullet points and death by PowerPoint or death by slides. Yeah. PowerPoint has never been the problem and moving towards another program or an app or a software, especially if you have to pay for it, is not going to be the solution. There are actually some other options out there. There's actually a heap of presentation design software that we haven't even talked about. Yeah, there's countless others. Some of the big ones that I hear talked about sometimes like Beautiful AI, Haiku Deck, uh, Glissa, Vizme, Slidebean. Honestly, there's probably dozens of them out there. So there are all these options, but what do you actually recommend that people use? Simple answer, PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. 
because it's robust and it's the industry standard and everybody we've ever worked with already has access to it and knows the basics of how to use it. Maybe not how to use it properly for the actual presentation, but knows how to use the program. And I think just use what you've got and understand how to use it to create a better final product a little bit better. That's where you need to focus your time and effort, not in finding a different software, but in using what you've already got better. If you've got Microsoft 365, I think it's a no-brainer choice. Slight alternative, if you've got a Mac and you're used to Keynote, that, that's your choice, right? Yeah. Keynote, PowerPoint, same thing, different operating system. If you, you're not doing well at staring at the blank slide, you really need some inspiration or you want to smash out something really quickly that looks quite nice, go to Canva. That's what I do. I really do recommend Canva as a close second in mm -hmm. behind PowerPoint. If you're a Google lover and you like the collaboration aspect, have a look at Google Slides. You know, it's also free. If you've got the time and the effort and the energy to pour into mastering Prezi for a particularly high stakes, probably repeated presentation, then have a look at Prezi. But you're probably going to need to pay money to get the outcome you're looking for with that. You know, what? we've talked about alternatives to PowerPoint and really... I think we just need to discuss what the alternatives actually do offer us. And still the same answer comes back to use what you've already got PowerPoint. Maybe just let me teach you how to use it a little bit better. Or go back and listen to some of our previous episodes about how to take your slides from average to awesome. Hmm. Did that help you understand a little bit, Kate? I think it did. Yeah, excellent. I feel like right. I learned that, that episode. And I'll show you how to use PowerPoint. You can show me how to use Excel, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hope it's been helpful to you guys listening in as well. And like we said, next week, we're going to come back and talk about alternatives to presentation software. We're going to talk about things like physical props or just using nothing at all. The perks, the benefits and the downsides of each of those. Thanks for listening to today's show. Head to presentationboss.com.au slash podcast where you'll find the show notes for this episode, all other episodes and other free resources. If you have any other topics you'd like us to discuss, email us at podcast at presentationboss.com.au. We're always happy to hear your suggestions for future episodes. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information in this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please recommend us to a friend. Or we'd love for you to give us a review on iTunes. It helps more people find us. Have a great week. Do 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 do. I have no idea how good it is me making that noise is for the edit. Really? Like, that's where the thing was. Yep.